definition of the impossible means not able to occur, not able to exist, and not able to be done. Something beyond human ability or something beyond the bounds of possibility. The impediments to the impossible actually are hindrances and obstacles that stop us from possessing what Jesus said we could do. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today I want to speak to you about removing the impediments to the impossible, to walk by faith for the impossible. Did you know that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, he said in the last line of that verse, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Beloved saints, all things are possible to him who believes, Mark 9, 23. Today, I want to take you into the depths of God's word, and I want to teach you about how to walk in wonder-working faith for the impossible. But before we go to our teaching today on faith for the impossible and removing impediments for the impossible, I want to invite you, beloved saints, to our website, mydayofdestiny.com, sign up to be a subscriber and also you can download any of the podcasts in the past that have ministered to you or that you may have missed and also you can order my book secrets of the anointing which is available for you and was also seen nationwide on sid roth's it's supernatural now beloved let's begin today's teaching Today, beloved saints, I want to speak to you about removing impediments for the impossible, but I also want to speak to you about faith. Today, I'm going to speak to you about three scriptural prophetic principles concerning faith. Today, I will speak to you about the supernatural substance of faith. I will speak to you also about the prophetic principle of the fight of faith. And today I will teach you about the even now faith. Even now faith was the faith of Martha, even after Lazarus was in the grave. Let's begin today with teaching you about what faith actually is. Let's see it from the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This word substance, beloved saints, in the Greek language is the word hypostasis, which literally means many multiple meanings in Greek, but one of the most important, powerful potential uh, purposes in our life is the purpose of confidence and hope. The text teaches us here that if we translate the word substance, hypostasis, we will see that one of the meanings for the word hypostasis is confidence. It is assurance. 
And we know from the book of Hebrews that the Bible also tells us The Bible says, let us draw near in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart and a full assurance of faith. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. This means that faith requires full assurance. It involves being confident. And you see, beloved, some of us have more confidence in what might happen. Some of us have more confidence in that little voice of fear than we actually have in faith. So how do we exchange fear from faith? How do we make the biblical exchange that God's word teaches us to make? How do we turn our faith loose? How do we change fear into faith? How does it become transformed? You see, beloved, you may be facing a situation right now and you may be filled with anxiety. You may say, what if this happens? What if I lose my house? What if I lose my job? What if I lose my best friend over this? And it causes us to compromise. It causes us fears and anxieties. The Bible tells us right out in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. So we must understand that God's will is never to walk in fear. Notice that Jesus said, fear not. Let me explain to you how many times fear not is in the Bible. One of the greatest men of God that ever lived in the past generation was a man that I knew personally and a man that actually came to our home, he and his wife, when he had spoken for our ministry. His name is very well known. His name is Pastor Richard Rumbrand. He is the lead, the, one of the leading evangelical leaders of the last generation. Pastor Richard Rumband and his wife, Sabina, were placed in the utmost suffering for the gospel. In the time of the Ceausescu regime in Romania, they were both arrested for their faith in Christ. And the day that Richard Rumbrand was kidnapped and put into the car. He heard God say, fear not. And he had recalled what he had just done a study on. That study was on the word, fear not. And did you know that Pastor Richard Rumbrand, being driven to a place that he would be in solitary confinement, beaten and tortured unmercifully for the name of Jesus, who stood steadfast in faith and refused to deny his faith in Christ, but held firm in the fact that God was faithful to his word and told him to fear not. He discovered in his biblical studies that The word fear not is in the Bible 366 times. 
And he asked God one day, why 366? Why not 365? Because there are 365 days in a year. And God told Pastor Richard Rumbrand, I put an extra fear not in the Bible so that in leap year, you would also fear not. You see, 366 times God is commanding us. He's not suggesting it to fear not. Why? Because when we begin to fear, fear makes way to doubt. And doubt brings in the thief of unbelief. You see, beloved saints, how often have we limited God by the thief of unbelief? And today I want to speak to you about the supernatural substance of faith. So here we see faith is the substance of things hoped for. Understanding this Greek word, substance, meaning assurance, meaning confidence of things hoped for. That means like Abraham, God wants us to have a full assurance of faith. This is what the Bible tells us concerning Abraham. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, A father of many nations have I made you. Now notice, the Bible says in verse 18, Who against hope believed in hope? that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Can you repeat with me, according to that which was spoken? Notice that the Bible says, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Notice in verse 19, and being not weak in faith, considered not his own body, which was now dead, being about a hundred years old, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now watch this, being fully persuaded that what God had spoken, he had also, he also was able to perform. Now, I want you to make an investigation of these verses because notice the Bible says faith is the substance, the full assurance, the full persuasion, the full confidence in things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. This word evidence is the word elegos in Greek, which also means the proof. So this means that a person that is walking in faith must produce the proof. The proof, child of God, is not in your symptoms going away. The proof is not in the fact that the storm stopped. The proof is not in the fact that what you are going through at this moment finally has subsided. No, that is not the faith of Abraham. You see, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, but his faith did not depend on circumstances. The Bible tells us that his faith was built on the immovable, immutable principle. And that is that the Bible says 
that according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. I want you to understand Abraham's faith was on God's word. Notice what the Bible tells us. For he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now watch this. Being fully persuaded that what God had spoken Spoken, he was also able to perform. So here we see from these two verses of scripture that Abraham did not base his faith, his faith on symptoms. He did not base his faith on what he saw. He did not base his faith on circumstances. He based his faith on God's word. And you see, beloved saints, you can stand on God's word because God's word is the evidence. You see, the evidence of God's word begins in Genesis. And we serve a God that it, the Bible tells us it's impossible for him to lie. So this means if we look at the scripture, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, if we see the word of God, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, that it was impossible for God to lie. So this means, beloved saints, that Abraham's faith was faith based on the proof that what God said, he was also able to perform. You see, our faith must be based around the evidence that God is not a man that he can lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent, that if he spoke it, he shall also make it good. Now, beloved saints, I want you to see that the Bible also teaches us that this is how Sarah's faith was also based. Notice the Bible tells us that Sarah received faith by that which is written. And you see, we receive faith also by that which is written. Because the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, again, I repeat it. The Bible says, as it is written. Notice, as it is written is how Abraham had his faith structured. There is a supernatural structure that one receives in one's heart from faith that one believes the right believing. This means that we do not base our faith on what we hear. We do not base our faith on the what ifs. We do not base our faith on what people say. Know that the structure of our faith is led into a path, a path that is firm on God's word, knowing that God's word is more faithful than even a house that stands on a ground. That God's word is more faithful than the ground that you stand on. Because the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So I want you to understand that faith must be based on the proof. We must stand and have proof. This is the evidence that you have in your hand for the impossible. Notice this was the faith of Abraham. The Bible says in Romans 4, 17, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you. 
before whom he believed, even him who quickened the dead, calling forth the things that are not as though they are. So that means he called forth from God's word that which God had spoken, which he hadn't seen yet. You see, he was not using his imagination or his lust to be the center of his faith. The desires of man that are not based in God's word, but based out of lust, cannot make faith work. And I'm not speaking to you today about reckless faith. I am speaking to you today about wonder-working faith. And you know that you possess wonder-working faith when that wonder-working faith has its complete, complete uh, structure, if you will, way of thinking and form from the word of God. That means that everything you believe is God's word. That means that anything that comes to you that's contrary to God's word, you dismiss. You see, beloved saints, this is why the Bible teaches us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, beloved saints, I want to speak to you about the fight of faith because we must also understand that faith is a fight. And that fight of faith oftentimes goes through our circumstances. This is why we cannot trust what we see. We cannot trust what we hear. We cannot trust anything exterior because the word of God must be the basis of your faith. This is why the Bible tells us the more of God's word we place into us, the more faith we have. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the living God, found in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Let us see also the faith of Sarah. The faith of Sarah. Sarah also, the Bible says in Romans chapter 11, she conceived strength. She received strength to conceive seed by faith. Why? Because she believed that which was spoken. This is why the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 21, looking at verse 20, looking at verses one and two, the Bible tells us now the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and Sarah gave birth to a son to, uh, and gave Abraham a son in his old age as it had been spoken. You see, dear people of God, she believed God that at the appointed time, that just as God had spoken, so did her faith stand. Now, beloved saints, I want you to understand that our faith must be faith that is written in God's word. It is faith that is unmovable. And this is why we must have it's already done faith. Notice that if you see the, the text, the text teaches us that in Romans chapter four, verse 17, the Bible says, a father of many nations, have I made you? Notice, have I made you is in past tense. But at the time God spoke this to Abraham, he didn't have a son yet. You see, God was speaking to him in the past tense.
And oftentimes, beloved saints, we become so moved by our circumstances and we allow the thief of unbelief to come into our life because we've been distracted by what we hear or what someone says or by our sight. This is why the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And so, beloved saints, our faith must be built on the provenness, the burden of proof that is produced in the producing power of faith in God's word. Because the word of God is the witness. The word of God is evidence. The word of God will not lie. So this is why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence. So we see that evidence is actually in a court of law based on two primary critical components. Faith, likewise, is based on two critical components of God's word as evidence. There is testimonial evidence, and that testimonial evidence is God's word that cannot lie from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And there is also physical evidence. Physical evidence is the proof-producing power of God in seeing all the miracles that God has already performed. So you see, beloved, that the Bible is telling us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, meaning that right believing is the door to receiving the impossible. Will you say this with me? Right believing is the door to receiving the impossible. You see, we must be convinced that what God said, he's also able to perform. And therefore, beloved saints, when we look at the heroes of faith, we are going to see that right believing, which is the door to receiving, actually must first of all be based on the proof producing power of God's word. We must have God's word as the supernatural substance by which we stand, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that the faith of Abraham was based on it is written. As the Bible tells us, he stood on that which was spoken. For the Bible tells us again, the Bible tells us, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, that means what God has spoken, that what God had promised, that means what God had spoken to him. By what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Now, beloved saints, I want you to see this, uh, how we put the faith of, of that works power in our life and how we put our faith into action and how we must activate that faith that we have within us. Have you ever taken a faith test? First of all, the first faith test that we must take is how much of God's word can, have you actually learned about your current situation? Do you have a problem with finance? If you have a problem with finance, then you need to study God's word on finance. Do you have a problem with sickness in your body? 
Do you know that the Bible tells us that my people perish for lack of knowledge? We can develop all kinds of theories that are completely unscriptural, that are all about our sickness. We can develop a belief system that we've heard since we were children or a belief system that is based on our personal anxieties and fears because those fears are such a part of our personality structure or such a part of our personality makeup that we can actually have more faith in fear than in what God says. But beloved children of God, today, saints, I want to speak to you about removing the obstacles, removing the impediments of the impossible by standing on God's word. And one of the ways that we can take the faith test is how much action have we actually taken concerning God's word? You see, the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, in verse 26, the Bible says, now faith without works is dead being alone. Some of you that are listening right now may not understand what it means when the Bible says faith without works is dead. Let's look at this. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 14, the last word says, What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man may say that he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? Verse 17, even so, uh, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. If a man says that I have faith and I have works, then show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. What is James telling us? James is telling us that belief is not enough only. The Bible says you believe that there is one God and you do well, but the devils believe also. So what is James teaching us? James is teaching us that there must be action to our faith. Do you realize, beloved saints, that the Bible teaches us that when the paralytic who was born of four was brought to Jesus, the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible teaches us that faith is something that you also do. The Bible tells us that when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he released the miracle. You see, I want to tell you something about what it means when the Bible says Jesus, when Jesus saw their faith. Faith is not something you see in the sense of seeing something that has no material, actual substance to it. It is something that belongs to the immaterial world. It belongs to the world of the unseen. But yet, beloved saints, what does it mean when the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith. It literally means when Jesus saw their action, when Jesus saw their determination, because determination releases activation for the impossible. Let me take it a step further. As we look at the men and women of God of faith shown to us in Hebrews 11, the Bible says, 
In Hebrews 11, verses 6 and 7, verse 7 will be the key. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now watch how determination releases the activation of faith for the impossible and how activation is released through action. You see, faith without works is dead. I want to show you the faith of Noah. The Bible tells us by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. This means there was no sign at all any way, shape, or form. There was no sign of Noah when he was warned of God, of what God said was going to happen. No sign whatsoever that it was going to happen because it wasn't seen yet. It hadn't rained on the earth yet. You see, up to the time of Noah, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2, that there came up a mist from the earth. There was no rain, but yet God told Noah it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. God told Noah to build an ark. Now, there were no symptoms. There were no signs. There was not any kind of cloud in the sky or occurring reoccurrence of rain that was very strong or storms that precipitated the faith of Noah. No, the Bible tells us by faith, that means by confidence and assurance in God's word. That means the only proof that he had that it was going to happen was that God said it. You see, beloved saints, if you are standing on any other proof other than the proof of God's word, the witness of his word, the testimony of his word, his word is the proof producing power of God of faith. He had no proof except what God said. And the Bible says by faith, being warned of God of things not seen as yet was moved with fear. You see that faith that came from God's word activated something in him. And the Bible says he prepared an ark. The Bible says, I'm going to read it again, by faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by, the, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness, which is of faith. That means the righteousness of God, which is by faith, is the faith of Abraham. You see, the Bible says that faith, <clears throat> that by faith, Abraham was justified and it was counted to him as righteousness. So what does it mean? It means that <clears throat> immediately, Abraham began to act on God's word. Abraham began to act on what God said not on what he saw. This is why he did not go by waiting to believe God as soon as he saw that Sarah didn't uh, had all the signs of giving birth to a child. As soon as Sarah started to feel little Isaac kicking in her womb, then he'd have the faith. 
Or as soon as he began to see that uh, Sarah was being affected with what he knew was the early stages of pregnancy, then he had faith. No. Abraham did not base his faith on any symptoms. Abraham did not base his faith on the possibility of it happening by any natural circumstances occurring because there were no circumstances. Sarah was barren. She was not only barren, but she was not able to have children also because of her age. So she was not only barren, but she was well past the age of childbearing. So how in the world could this possibly happen? I want you to understand that Abraham did not wait to move on what God told him. Uh, based on the fact that he was going to wait for Sarah to have symptoms and then believe God. I want you to understand that the proof was in God's word. When God said, Leklaka, get thee out to Abraham and go to a country that I will show you. I want you to understand that Abraham immediately obeyed and went forward in faith, not seeing any sign of any symptoms whatsoever. And when he got to the land of Canaan, there was nothing but trial and tribulation. There was a famine. But he did not doubt God. He held fast onto God's word, not staggering at the promise of God through unbelief, but was mighty in faith, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. So my question is, are you fully persuaded, beloved saints, without reckless faith? Reckless faith is, beloved saints, Faith that is up one day or faith that is down the next day, wavering faith is reckless faith. Or do you have the kind of faith that is only based on what you see? Or are you a person that has such reckless faith that you go out of the bounds of scripture and do something fanatically, uh, uh, something so fanatical that it actually brings reproach to the gospel's name? Such as someone saying, God forbid, you are believing God for someone who is married to become your husband. That is absolute reckless faith. It is not based in God's word because faith is based on the truth. And truth is based on righteousness. And truth is based on all the entire Bible. So, beloved saints, we have to have right believing because right believing is the door to receiving the impossible and removing the impediments to the impossible. Now, beloved saints, I want to share with you an example of wonder working faith because you see action actually releases activation of the impossible in our lives. If you want to remove the impediments for the impossible, begin to move out in faith. Begin to do something that God has spoken to you concerning it. Begin to put it into action. Begin to start acting forward as though it has already happened. You see, beloved saints, not in recklessness, but in faith. According to the word of God, let me give you a great example. The great example of this is found in John chapter 11. 
The Bible tells us that Martha and Mary wrote a little note, sent a message. We don't know if it was by parchment. We don't know if it was just by messenger. But they sent to Jesus through a messenger that said, Lord, the one that you love is sick. Now, I want you to see that they were so confident in the fact that Jesus loved them. And the Bible confirms the fact that Jesus loved them because the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And the Bible tells us Jesus abode two more days where he was. Have you ever been in a place that you asked God something and you didn't hear an answer? It seemed as if heaven was silent. There are some of you right now beginning to doubt because heaven hasn't answered you yet. But I want to show you even now faith. I want to show you faith for the impossible. Heaven being silent does not mean you're denied because so often we base our, our faith on the fact that we haven't heard from God yet. And so we immediately put not faith into action, but doubt into action instead of standing in God's word and beginning the fight of faith, because the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. And rather than fighting the good fight, and this is what Paul said in second Timothy chapter four, he said, I've fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. So we must understand that faith involves a fight. So when heaven is silent, do we fight the good fight of faith? Or do we begin to start doubting and begin to add doubt? And doubt becomes our faith. Doubt becomes what we stand on. Doubt becomes what we believe. And you see that the thief of unbelief begins to come in through doubting and begins to rob us as we first begin with limiting God and saying, oh, God can't do this. He hasn't, had, he hasn't healed me yet. Or God can't do this. He didn't answer me yet. And I threw a fleece out to God and he hasn't answered me. So we begin to start believing in what we see, not in what God says. So I want you to understand, though heaven may be silent, beloved, it doesn't mean that's the answer, that God is not going to answer you. Heaven being silent is God has given you something to work with. You see, God has to have something to work with. God has to have something placed into his hand so that he can miraculously multiply it. And sometimes activation actually produces your participation in that miracle. So what do you have to offer God? You have to offer God now faith for the impossible. And that sometimes becomes activated through what you say. Though you cannot see, you're going to say what you believe God says. And that silence is not denial because I want you to see Martha's faith. After two days, Jesus began to head toward them. And Martha ran out to the place Jesus was. And she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother would not have died. She did not mean this in doubt because she was just stating a statement that, Lord, 
I know he would have lived if you were here. But she added further faith to her statement. She made a declaration which released the activation of the impossible. Her declaration that released the activation removed the impediments of the impossible. And she said to the Lord, Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother would not have died. Nevertheless, even now, I believe that whatever you ask God, he's going to give it to you. Can you imagine this kind of faith? This is even now faith. Even now faith, I believe, is being released over this line, this very moment. Some of you that are driving in the car are hearing this podcast. There's others of you that just happened, quote unquote, to stumble on this broadcast. You didn't plan on it. It just happened that you just decided to listen to this podcast and all of a sudden you fell upon this message. It was not you, it was God leading you to this message, teaching you the faith for the impossible. Because God is releasing right now throughout this audience to every person who is listening, even now faith. I believe that there is an even now miracle being released over this, over these waves, airwaves today. Even now faith that God is going to cause you to build your church back up. Even now faith that God is going to release to you double for your shame. Even now faith that though you may have symptoms and now it seems as if your dream has disappeared, you're going to pick yourself up and you're going to go on to the next level. You are not going to quit. You are not going to throw the towel in. You are going to go forward in faith. And even now faith, even though somebody gossiped about you, even though the people with power and pride may have tried to come against you and squelch you down to nothing, you are picking yourself back up again and going forward in faith. And even now faith, though the enemy tried to rob you of one thing, you're going to pick yourself up and say, I'm going to have double for my shame. I'm going to go forward in faith and I'm going to build it again. I'm going to go forward in faith, devil, you're not going to stop me because right believing is the door to receiving faith for the impossible. And I will not allow the thief of unbelief to stop me from going into the impossible in Jesus name. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what people have said about you. It doesn't matter who's jealous of you. It doesn't matter who is uh, not understanding you. You're not here to be a man pleaser. You're here to be a God pleaser. And God is going to honor your faith. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I want to thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny podcast. You can become a subscriber and a partner with us by going to our website, mydayofdestiny.com. You can download other messages very similar to this on faith, on walking in the supernatural, on signs of the supernatural, on uh, various different topics that will help you possess the impossible. And also, we would like to invite you to become a partner with us in our worldwide 
uh, Hesed projects, Hesed meaning loving kindness, of feeding the poor, and our orphan projects throughout the world. You can do that by going to mydayofdestiny.com. I invite you to sow your seed into one of our feeding projects, our orphan projects, or uh, any of our projects to the poor pastors around the world. Currently, we are sponsoring pastors in the Middle East to come to our conference this October 9th to 13th called the Faith and Fire Conference. We have this every year, and we also sponsor pastors throughout the land of Egypt to come and be part of this conference. Pastors who have been persecuted for their faith. You can be part by joining us today by subscribing and also visiting our website at mydayofdestiny.com or visiting our ministry website at breathofthespirit.org. That's breathofthespirit.org. We love you, God bless you, and we will see you very soon.